0: him being forced to perform these grisly enchantments against his will. So he's not only a prisoner, but he's also forced to work. So he's an American. And
1: (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop. It hurts.
0: Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 72. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch.
1: What is up? We're still trapped in Bandle City. Someone save me. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: here for a while. So, you know, strap yourself in. Um, but let's start off with something a little bit familiar housekeeping. Up top, as always, you can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info, and then follow us on any platform you prefer or all the platforms. We always appreciate it. Um, if you want to contact us, podcastcore at gmail.com is the place to do it. And then you can leave a like, follow, short review, slash comment wherever you're listening. We appreciate that. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell a friend to understand the darkness by listening to Casuals of Runeterra podcast. All
1: right, bust out those emo playlists. <laughs> because we're getting we're getting dark today. We're getting in our feelings today.
0: Death cab plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> softly of course it has to be I mean, yeah. it, it would be funny if their albums never allowed your volume to go above a certain level Yeah, like, just the, for, <laughs> like it ounce. just
1: locks whatever device you're listening in on at like the level where it's just background noise like <laughs> even if you got earbuds on it's still just to the background of everything else <laughs> and it's like oh I'm in a movie right now <laughs> so the Yordle we're talking about today
0: is the darkness himself Vagar.
1: By popular request, by Hedge. <laughs> I, I mean, if 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 I'm going to talk about Yordles, I want to talk about the ones that are that I enjoy their stories. Um, and uh, Vigar is definitely Vigar is less about his story and more that I liked playing Vigar just so I could annoy my friend group by blaring his voice lines on spam. The jokes on you. Stop laughing. <laughs>
0: It's funny because right now in the state of League of Legends, um, don't play that game. By the way, that's 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 your warning. But in the state of League of Legends, Vagar's in a very unique place where he's uncapped and dangerous, especially on ladder. So
1: he's never had st- a true cap. Yeah, we're <laughs>
0: starting to see him get back to like the old punishing Vagar days where he's super fast, <laughs> event horizon is broken, and he just destroys you no matter what you do. Yeah.
1: You know what, Riot, if you want me to play League of Legends again, just go ahead and put DFG back in the game,
0: Uh, (laughs) stands for Death, Fire, Grasp,
1: and I'll come back.
0: (laughs) Well, let's hop into it. Darkness Gaiden. What are we starting
1: with? (laughs) I I hate that so much. Um, Okay, so as far as with with the spell... uh, the reality is that most of like the spells with this block were given to Senna. Um, so there is a spell that I'm going to talk about, but it is not an independent card, but it's something very important. If you're going to end up playing around with Vigar and that's going to be the spell darkness. And it is a three mana, slow speed spell that deals two damage to an enemy. And it's only created by other cards. And when we get into Vigar's uh, card, well, the damage that Darkness does is important. And it's not necessarily capped at two damage. Much like how Vigar doesn't have a true cap in League of Legends. So, uh, it is a fun... It, I, I like it because it's, you know, like, damage effects are always going to be good. Um this card would not be good if it weren't for the fact that like you can buff its power, uh, because otherwise it's three mana for two damage with slow speed. Mystic shot laughs and P and Z.
0: Yeah. It was definitely unique because it was an introduction of essentially kind of a new archetype, right? This is not the darkness effect you want to build around it, which I think was what for a lot of people was kind of confusing from a, uh, the thematic standpoint because Vagar and Senna, like first of all, we didn't know we were getting another Senna. And then when we did get another Senna, her pair cards Vagar. Like we get the part of the darkness when you think about, you know, the, the Rune King storyline and what happens to Senna. Go listen to that series we've done way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um but it is still kind of a an
1: eyebrow razor Uh it was definitely an eyebrow razor. Not to mention that like Senna's card also just doesn't even Play with Lucian's like so. Not only did she get printed back again, she she did not recognize that man. She's like, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 no, uh, no husband for me. Uh, but uh, a thing that we do love to talk about on this show, when you look at Darkness's flavor text, it actually kind of like gives a more serious look to Vigar because once we get into Vigar, very little of it is serious uh, after his origin, um, but the uh the flavor text here is there's is a little of fear in everything it lays quietly at the heart of mystery it is the spark of joy and awe and wonder it grants life its purpose death its power it is everything it is nothing and it's like uh that's uh, that okay now bust out the emo music <laughs> it's funny because
0: fear is has become a very popular theme in a lot of media like this these days, right? We talk a lot about anime here. We're weebs, right? So you look at, like, Demon Slayer. You look at Jujutsu Kaisen. You look at these shows where fear is a concept that's used in a lot of those power systems and a lot of the themes um you're dealing with, like, curses and demons. And it's used very creatively in a lot of these formats. So it's cool to see it here as well.
1: Yeah, it's... It, and again, this is also like a more serious take to a lot of the cards surrounding Vigar. Yeah, which Vigar is a very cartoonish character by design. So it's nice to have this little touch of like it's literally yeah, almost a little dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, I love me some dark comedy though. <laughs> um, but that, let's go ahead and go into the follower, and that's going to be the Stilted Robe Maker. So this is a four mana three four uh keyword yordle which is very important now Uh, um, but this uh his summon effect is that he has when i'm summoned reduce the cost of your darkness everywhere by one so this means any darkness that's created or copied is going to have a reduced mana cost. Um, this card is a absolute must play. It's an absolute must own. This Vigar is not viable without this card. That's all we're going to say for the card game, I think, because that's this card. You've seen it if you've played against a Vigar. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's a staple.
1: Yeah, absolute staple. But uh, as I was saying earlier with Vigar, a lot of his stuff not being too serious. Uh, let's have a quote from a very important piece of literature in the world of Runeterra. Um, it is important when assembling one's cabal that each maniacal member brings something unique to the supervillain table. One of my fellows, for instance, has a lethal sense of style. <laughs> and that is an excerpt from chapter four of How to Be a Supervillain by Lord Vigar. <laughs> Right? and this is like, stuff that i love that riot does when they're having fun with the stories because i i want i want to try craggy ice i like i want to see i am ready for the kda concerts i want to see the return of pentakill it's like you know they have fun with like all the yeah. side yeah, i, mean, I at, would buy how to be a supervillain by lord vigar
0: at the beginning you know at the beginning of the day it's a game right like it's supposed to be fun um regardless of how the lore pans out but it, you know Vagar is an interesting aspect, and we'll we'll talk about at the end of this. Um, some other things that will give you a good sense of his story and how Riot can handle his story moving forward when incorporating him into like the Arcane universe and stuff, because there's some cool stuff they could do there, some very creative stuff they could do there. Uh, but let's talk about the man himself, Vagar or Vigar. I've never really looked up. I think I, either pronunciation is good.
1: I, I, I feel like I feel like Vigar is one of those characters. It's like whoever got you into League of Legends, you yeah. heard them say their name one time. And it's like, okay, well, that's it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to try to figure it out. <laughs> How did you say it? Vigar? I, it, Vigar. Yeah. It, so
0: if it, if it shifts throughout the episode, oh, well. All right,
1: oh well. let's do this. <laughs> we don't get paid. Y'all email Riot. All right? Like That's <laughs> that's Riot's problem at that They could have
0: made him John Smith, but they didn't. Right? They made a choice. (laughs) They
1: made a choice.
0: (laughs) So we start off with Vagar, and he's a Yordle that's different. So we talk about Poppy, who also is a Yordle, who's different. And that's what you'll see a lot with the Yordles that are champions, or they kind of go outside the box.
1: Yeah, and it's important that we say that it's like all the champions kind of go outside the box, because these are guys that wander from Bandle City the most. Uh, And we'll touch on it a little bit in Vygar's story, but Yordles like to stay with Yordles and Yordles are afraid of everyone else. Yeah. So the fact that these are champions out in the world of Runeterra means that they have to be different by default. So we will say that in every Yordle episode. Exactly. Um,
0: And they tend not to be feared on purpose. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes, you know, some hijinks can get people a little riled up, but Vygar is an interesting situation. So, Usually when a Yordle does leave Bandle City and assimilates with the environment and the culture around them, they do exactly that, right? They start to take on the traits of the people in those towns, and those cities. Um, but Vagar's situation is very unique because his initial exposure to Runeterra was during the Great Darken War. And he was in what we know now as Noxus, but he was in Noxite territory.
1: Yeah, um, and- we we do touch on that in a yeah. lot of the Noxus characters, especially like Vladimir and Swain. Um, we touch on like kind of the birth of Noxus a good bit because it's important to a lot of Runeterra because it's yeah. in the center of the continent.
0: Exactly. So he's in the unique situation of entering at a very tumultuous time, where a lot of magic is happening and a lot of negativity is happening, a lot of death and destruction. A so. Lot naturally he ends up spending a good amount of his time with an order of mages and he's doing so and learning magical arts while he's there. And he's incorporating some of the stuff he knows, which is like cosmic stuff um, with stars and incorporating that and teaching that to them. So who knows? Maybe in the background, he might know a little bit of blood magic. He may have picked up a little bit here and there.
1: Well, how crazy would it be if Vladimir learned blood magic from Vygar? That would be a and twist then, I wouldn't be ready
0: for. Like, and, and then
1: it's like, like just centuries upon centuries later, he runs into Vygar, and like Vygar is now this cartoonish, like yeah. <laughs> evil super lord, and it's like, oh, my master. He's a Disney villain. <laughs> but like Vladimir calls him master, and then it's like, and then Vygar finally has one competent servant. <laughs>
0: And speaking of Vladimir is at this time, what ends up happening is this is when Mordekaiser's campaign starts. Um, Obviously we'll talk about that when we get to Mordekaiser's episodes, but essentially his armies are traveling through these, you know, Noxus territories and just destroying everything and conquering what's left. And Mordekaiser himself actually comes across Veigar. And when he does, he knows something's different. Not specifically what, but he knows it's special, so he takes him as a hostage and then kills everybody else. And all the other mages are killed uh, by the sword of mighty Morghizer. Yeah. Oops! Whoops! All,
1: we only want Yordles. <laughs>
0: Oops! All Yordles.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, like that's uh that's one way to like fully get introduced to Terra is make some friends, share some secrets, watch them die. <laughs> Poor Vicar, man. Like, the start of his story is rough.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very tough introduction to this world, especially coming from Bandle City, because what we know about Bandle City at this point is that it is more of a majestic, whimsical, you know, Alice in Wonderland type place. So to come into this death and destruction on planet Earth type situation is very unique. Um, and it does mold who he is, but it goes a step further, as we'll talk about in what we, you know, let's make this a three-parter, in this second part, where Vigar is essentially imprisoned in Mordekaiser's fortress. And while he is, there's a lot of uniqueness to his imprisonment, because there are other prisoners, once again, we won't talk about in this episode, in this fortress at this time, but Mordekaiser knows that Vigar, not, not knowing who he is or what he is, is not mortal, So he kind of binds him to the mortal plane just to ensure he won't leave. And we know he can escape to Battle City. So that's taken off the table. Um, So then he takes us to him being forced to perform these grisly enchantments against his will. So he's not only a prisoner, but he's also forced to work. So he's an American. And
1: (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop. It hurts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so he's forced to do his grizzly enchantments, and he starts to notice that the stuff he's doing is not only um, feeding into the death and destruction that Mordekaiser is bringing upon others, but it creates this thing of fear and terror, and those emotions actually feed into Mordekaiser and his fortress, making them stronger. So he's becoming a pivotal part of Mordekaiser's reign and growth and power, which, you know, is, is a scary thing to imagine.
1: Yeah, and, and we do know that, like, uh, not only is he becoming such a important piece of Mordekaiser's overall dominion, but he is also, like, within this imprisonment, since he's cut off from Vandal City. Yeah. Th- this is, for him, like, true isolation, which is one of the greatest fears that all Yordles have. So it's... You're watching an evil super lord that is dependent on your power, and for the first time ever, you feel like you're all alone. That is that is going to build the foundation for what happens to Veigar from this point forward.
0: Exactly. Remember a uh, quote I always loved that was super simple, is people need people. Um, we're naturally car- uh, creatures of community, and yordles are no different. So... During this time frame while he's doing this, you know, being forced to do these acts, he his nature of his magic is becoming more twisted and becoming more dangerous and dark. So even though, you know, during the darkened part of his life, he was practicing magic with mages and using the cosmos, it wasn't inherently dark, right? It wasn't inherently negative magic. It was just magic because at that time, everybody was learning magic um, besides people in Demacia. But... <laughs> <laughs> now it's causing it to become more dark and this goes on for such a long period of time i mean we're giving a time frame of decades to centuries of him being in prison that he's not only becoming more dark but losing who he was like he's losing actual memories of where he came from and what he used to be and he's no longer sure of like who he was he's no, no longer sure of where he came from because he has no connection to Bando City anymore and he Literally doesn't know why he's here. It's he's literally a slave. This is how this is how yeah. it works with slavery as yeah, we like know it.
1: The he gets turned into a black mage from yeah. Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, and like like poor Vivi. Except that you know, he goes backwards. He does. He he has all of his memories and stuff, and then loses them to yeah. become a mindless puppet yep so. exactly
0: that, that's uh that's the inspiration here and he starts to turn into like physically as we know him from illustrations into vivi as we know him so <laughs> in the part three and kind of wrap up his you know bio portion is mordekaiser as we know does fall at some point because his fell his followers rise up and his reign ends but veigar is no longer the same person um, his eyes and his voice kind of carry malice now he 's changed physically um, and the first thing he does once Morde Kaiser falls is he flees and he has this animal like instinct to just survive um, and that he does so he 's searching for you know safety, freedom, things people want, especially being after in prison for centuries, but he also starts to embrace the evil. Um, that he only knows. He forgot everything he was, so the only thing he knew was this torturous experience. Um, and he becomes essentially like a mini uh, for lack of better terms. And all he wants, the only thing he can come up with, is respect.
1: Hey, you know, like, I, I, I've i heard a lot of crazier stories of people doing weird things for respect. So it, this, this kind of falls just fine in that category but it's at this point that we start seeing the cartoonish (laughs) transformation uh so instead of you know Vigar giving into his powers it's more along the lines of the power it calls to me (laughs) and his term of yeah in parentheses
0: ruthless villainy um to he wants to use that to inspire fear and use that to kind of get people to bend to his will so he uses what he knows magically now he uses this darker magic he does things like trap trap people in timeless infinities which is a cool reference to zillion not sure if there's gonna be some crossover there but that would be cool um yeah. because of his knowledge of that magic
1: I like. I, I think that would be more of like a reveal later on in like Zillion's stories, as far yeah. as when we get to a point of like the the end of the world that Zillion saw. Yeah. Um, and then like somehow Vigar's connected to it, and it's, <laughs> so then like Ozillion's oh, whole mission is just blown up by the, the sight of Vigar. It's like, exactly. How could this
0: happen to me? <laughs> so as Hedge mentioned, it's kind of comical because he's traveling around the world now of Runeterra. And he never really reaches the levels of an evil mord, which is great, right? We don't want a second couple. We, we've we had multiple Ruinations. We don't need multiple
1: Mordegizers. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not want to go to Ruination 4.0.
0: <laughs> His deeds and everything he does is on a smaller scale. So like things like he'll scorch a pasture, right? Or he'll destroy a building or two. But then he also does kind of these things where – he'll drive out a dangerous band of foes from a town or he'll kill a bunch of feral wolves that are hanging out around a town and leave their bodies out there. And people can't really connect whether everything is part of a bigger plan or if he's just doing these small malicious things. And sometimes they're to the benefit of the people living in these towns.
1: And, and like, that's the thing, is that it, since it's to the benefit of the people in these towns, a lot of people have no idea that Vigar is evil. Yeah, exactly. like, he, he, so he's basically just this kid in costume, yep. going around and helping out. And it's like, who's that little boy's parents? I want to thank <laughs> them. But then also like goes and imprisons someone in time. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> So, so then it's like, wait, wait, that's not even possible. Why? Well, how, how did that happen? And why did you do it to this poor man? Like, it doesn't make sense. So like, Vygar now just is fully embraced being Lord Vygar, yeah. but doesn't know what to do with it. Because part of his only, like, part of his goals of respect is that people fear him. And he yeah. already believes that some people have learned to fear him. Yeah. So he's getting what he wants. He thinks. <laughs> and we're just at full cartoon levels now with Veigar after such a like gritty beginning yeah oh yeah it's
0: it's one of those things where like now at the end of the story in his mind he thinks he's on his quest to become the world's most wicked villain right and he won't stop until he brings everybody to their knees and brings demise to all those who underestimate them that's where we're left off but as Hetch mentioned, it doesn't really play out that way. So, you know, when, when you look at this, the the card itself, it's definitely meant to push this archetype of the darkness, that theme deck, right? So, his cost is pretty straight; it's four cost, one four. And when he came into the game, I must say, Riot did a good job of balance. Darkness decks were fun to play. There were people that enjoyed them. They weren't too disruptive to the meta. But they also had to be respected on a level. Like they actually worked very well, but they weren't super overpowered. So they did a good job with managing this across the board, Um, unlike some other Bandle City stuff.
1: But we won't get into that here. Yeah, well, well, stay tuned for our Gnar episode.
0: The card that's good in every deck. (laughs) So Vigar is um, a 1-4 for four. Uh, and he has, when I'm summoned, create a darkness in hand, which Hedge talked about earlier in the episode. And if you don't have one, at round start, grant, or oh, if you don't have one, that's when you create it. And then at round start, grant darkness everywhere one extra damage. So that's the constantly scaling damage throughout the game. And to flip them is not that hard. You just have to deal 12 plus damage with darkness.
1: Yeah, and there there are a couple cards, like some of the Ishtali cards that came out yep. that double up your darknesses. So, like, you can kind of burst this out a lot of times, and that's what makes Vigar kind of scary, because once he flips, you're on a clock. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so when he's on, when he flips, he has when I'm summoned or round start, create a darkness in hand if you don't have one. And then round start, grant your darkness everywhere one extra damage. And then when you cast darkness, it can target anything. So there's no more bounds on it. And then he gets the plus one, plus one as usual. But yeah, it's definitely a clock situation with him in combination with Senna. Um, you're trying to kill them fast or get rid of most of their resources because darkness decks are real good at re- managing resources
1: yeah and the like the big thing is really just trying to stay ahead of them because that target anything at that point is going to be like six damage to face uh which is already a lot and that's happening at three mana so uh or if you've got the you know this i already forgot the name of the card and we just talked about it but if you reduce the cost of your darknesses, yeah uh, it's going to be even less mana just Straight to the dome. Yeah. And it's a terrifying place to be. But I, I think this is, you know, a nice breath of fresh air since we had just talked about Poppy because yeah. this card is perfect as far as a, like showing how Vigar plays in League of Legends. Yep. This is a great translation. Poppy was not, but this is a great <laughs> translation because like this is how Vigar feels. It's just like early game, it's not too bad. It's yeah. not too bad. And then you die. <laughs> And
0: it gets, listen, we get more here from the book of how to be a supervillain.
1: I would buy this book, Riot. Just go ahead and make it. I will buy it. So,
0: on the first side, we get this world will fear me. It will wear my scars for all eternity. It will ache under the weight of my power. It will shudder under the shadow of my enormity. (laughs) (laughs) What a legend! (laughs) What a legend. And then on the second side,
1: <laughs> it's just like three lines of maniacal laughing. And it's spelled out, you know, with the every now and then the M so that you know it's an evil laugh. Yeah. It's, just, it's just two lines of laughter. Why there.
0: would and you th- put that? It's in chapter 12. So like, this is a fairly long book. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so good. But yeah, I, the, the, I, I love go this. Go ahead. Yeah. But I, I, again, like the Vigar's beginnings are very gritty. And I yeah. think, like, if Vigar was to be introduced into Arcane, or if we were going to get more of like um, the beginnings of Rune Terra in a show like Arcane, like they could play around with Vigar a lot because then you could just be like, yeah, the whole legend of immortality that braum dark will was hunting for was the legend of Mordekaiser's assistant yeah. and it ends up just being veigar and then everyone's just staring at it and it's like oh immortality was real one and then two it was a yordle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like could you imagine that that's like the way that they just tie veigar oh, into like dude, the birth of Terror. it gives
0: them the space to take you know any serious i mean this the events around him are very serious but it gives you a reasonable comic relief angle on it. So uh, one reference I mentioned earlier in, in the episode that I wanted to talk about was in My Hero Academia, which is a popular anime slash manga at the moment, there is an episode that they do kind of a background story on a character named Twice. And he's one of the villains in the story. And Twice is unique in the sense that he is sort of like a Moon Knight type um personality swing because he can clone himself but then he starts to forget which one is the real clone and this leads to some personality defects over time that kind of give him more of a bipolar type approach to things but he also is comic relief for that group of people and yeah. i remember the res- the reception to that episode where everybody was like this was a lot better than it should have been because of how it was handled in such a short time frame and how it was a very dark story presented with some comedy and I think yeah. that would be the proper approach with Vagar because he's not enough to hold a story by by himself, but he's enough to fit into like Hetch said, into another overarching bigger plan, um, but done in a way that gives you that bit of comic
1: relief. Yeah, that that's definitely not something I thought of. Of just kind of having him like on the side to just kind of level you out. He would have been nice to have in season one of Arcane, really? especially like with the breakdown of powder, like that. We could have used a little bit more of the Comic Relief because some of those scenes <laughs> Dude, were rough. <laughs>
0: Arcane was rough when it came to Comic Relief, but I think we're going to get it soon. I, I hope I hope the um, the studio, what is it, Fetish? Or I forgot what their name is. They just got bought by Riot, by the way. So ooh. hopefully that works out. It can also go bad. But we'll see what their comedic chops are going to be like as we move forward because every season can't be just art. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much pain
1: and suffering. You gotta give us something. Yeah. Help us out. Help us survive. Uh and Vygart, Vigar could be that. Or well, I mean or Ziggs once we get into that oh, episode. Dude, yeah.
0: Yeah. Once now that Jinx is fully turned, I think we can start to get into the silly aspects of destruction.
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah like it's because I mean Jinx Jinx finds it funny at some point. <laughs> Oh Jinx. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jinx has her sense of humor. She's not like Powder. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, with
0: that, that's essentially it for this episode. I mean, Vagar is fun. I've probably said his name seven different times. I don't know which yeah. one. I don't know which one it is, man. I don't. know.
1: I mean, I, I've had a great time here talking about <laughs> <Yeah. Vigor. laughs> Veger. done. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity, but. Yeah. And if you dislike that, remember that's Riot's problem, so email them. (laughs) Just email us if you want to hear more.
0: So as always, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next
1: Yordle episode. Uh, Yordles, of course. Take care, everybody. (laughs)